0: Well, I, I said yes, and then I'm like, I hope Drew's going to be there to run the deadline, because I'm like, if he's not, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> uh, well. Yeah, as long as, now, I can do it, like, if you're going to be like, well, when I get here, say, hey, I don't have... I can do that. I would prefer at least oh, no. a little time to think nervous. <laughs>
1: Good morning, everyone. It's time to begin our worship service this morning. I'd like to welcome our visitors. Uh, we have several here that, uh, from Fort Hill that attends, and we're certainly glad to have each and every one of you. It's an honor to, uh, for us, for you all to be here. I looked around a while ago, and I went over and asked David, and I said, where's all the boys at? Where's where's everybody at? And it was getting pretty close. And he said, I don't know. And uh, Drew Clark looked at me and said, maybe the rapture came. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he, I said, Drew, I'm not going to say that. And he said, he said, well, if you did, I'd have to laugh. So I thought, I, I'm, I'm going to tell on him, but... Uh, but it is so good to see, look out, and see so many young people and everything. And I uh, hope you all had a great time and continue to do so and have a good, safe trip back home. I know some came from Four Hours and Dayton and, and other places. So let's pray for their safe return. Also, uh, we had, uh, out Rusty and Shauna's house, there was 27 uh, teens, four kiddos, they called them, and thirteen adults, so there was forty-four people that uh, met out there this past evening for cookout and singing. And uh, I saw some videos of the singing; it was just, it was beautiful. And uh, we want to thank them. and, and uh, the boys stayed at uh, their house. I understood they call it Steeler's house. And then the girls stayed with Mike and uh, Kelly. And it's, uh, we thank them. But I, I know that they've had a great time, and, and we're thankful for the, for the camp up there that, that uh, our young people, that our kids, uh, that they can make good friends and, and continue to be friends with other good Christian people. And we're thankful for the adults who's, who's came and brought them and, and you're in our prayers. David will be speaking this morning. Chris has been under the weather this week. He, he was uh, tested for COVID twice, but he was negative both times. But uh, we kind of felt it best if he stayed home and uh, stayed away this weekend. So David will be speaking. And also Steve McLeod will be speaking tonight. It, it said uh, Rick Keister, but uh, Steve McLeod will be speaking and if you haven't heard Steve, we we'll certainly invite you back to hear him. He, he does a great job. And uh, even if you have heard him, we invite you back again tonight regardless. Uh, one other thing, uh, Virginia Garlic is having a birthday tomorrow. She'll be 90 years old. And we want to congratulate her on that. And, and uh, be sure to check your bulletin for the sick, updates on anything, and I know that uh, that they'll talk about that later in our announcements. So uh, before we start a worship service, I would like to read uh, 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. In our uh, Bible class this morning, we was teaching about Stephen and, and the stoning of Stephen, and this goes along great with that. Verse 14, but, and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Bow with me as we go to God in prayer. Father we thank you for this beautiful morning and Father for this uh, special morning with the with the visitors that we have and and we're so thankful that uh, that they can all uh, get together and 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 I know father that, that that they have not only have a good time but but they grow spiritually father we're, and we're thankful for that and and uh, we're thankful that uh, that they chose here to be and to meet this weekend we're thankful for those who uh, helped make this happen, and Father, we pray you'll be with them as they travel, and and, and we pray for them, Father, throughout their lives that they'll always uh, have that desire to serve you and, and to be around other, other Christian people. Father, we uh, pray that uh, you'll be with the sick of this congregation, and we pray that you'll bless them, and pray that all those who are, who are listed in the bulletin and For those, Lord, that uh, we may not know about and those who are suffering spiritually, we pray that uh, you will bless them. Father, be with uh, David this morning as as he brings us a a lesson from your word and help us to to be doers of your word and not just hearers. Continue to be with Chris, watch over him and his family, and be with those, Father, who are traveling or, or whatever it may be. But we thank you for our blessings and we thank you for the good things that you give us. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. Would you stand as we have our first song, please?
2: First hymn this morning number 624, the church is one foundation. <clears throat> The church's one foundation
3: is Jesus Christ, her Lord. She is his new creation by water and the word. From death he came and saw.
2: 244 244 hold to God's unchanging hand <clears throat> after this hand Brother Jason Stevens will have our scripture reading and prayer about Jason but he'll come up alright <clears throat> 244 hold to God's unchanging hand oh, He'll still
3: pressed with transition, not the can't stand Death
4: Our scripture reading this morning will be mark 5 verses 21 through 24. mark five twenty-one through 24. and when jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side a great crowd had gathered about him and he was beside the sea then came one of the rulers of the synagogue jairus by name and seeing him he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly saying my little daughter is at the point of death come and lay your hands on her so that she may be well and live. And he went with him, and a great crowd followed him and thronged about him." Will you pray with me? Dear Lord, thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. And thank you for allowing us all together in your name. Please bless the service and help it to be holy in your name, Lord. Please help all those who are visiting today and help them be safe on their way back. Please be with all of those who are on the sick list and help them to recover, Lord. Again, please be with us through the service, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Number 764.
2: 764. When we meet in sweet communion.
3: <clears throat> when we meet in sweet communion, Where the peace divine is spread, hearts are brought in closer union, while hearts. First, do this in... blood for you and me. While we Christ gently whispers do this in my memory. Precious peace all surpassing wondrous love for you and while we cries, gently they whisper, Do this in my name.
0: We've come to the part of our service where we take the time to remember the sacrifice of Jesus on our behalf. We remember it by partaking of a couple of emblems. One being the bread that represents his body. The other being the fruit of the vine which represents his blood. To kind of get our minds in, around it this morning... I'd like to read from Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22 and starting with verse 39. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done an angel of heaven appeared to him and strengthened him and being in anguish he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground when he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples he found them asleep exhausted from sorrow why are you sleeping he asked him get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation while he was still speaking a crowd came up and the man who was called Judas one of the twelve was leading them He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, No more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple guard, and the elders who had come for him, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in temple courts and you did not lay a hand on me. But this is your hour when darkness reigns. We celebrate this feast as a remembrance of Jesus and his sacrifice. His sacrifice was not only physical but mental. As verse 44 says, His sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. He was in such anguish. He even went on to explain to the guards that were coming to arrest him that this was their hour when darkness reigned. Jesus, for our sins and on our behalf, suffered through the darkness. He took our place when we couldn't. So as we partake of this bread and this fruit of the vine, remember that that was our darkness that we should suffer through. That was our anguish that He took on on our behalf. If you would, let's bow and ask the blessing on the bread. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you so much for your son. Lord, we thank you for his willingness to come to this earth to offer what he did. Lord, we thank you for his sacrifice. Lord, we know as we look back and we can see his blood, see his body hung on the cross. And we know the anguish that he was going through. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we pray that you'll bless us now as we partake of this bread that represents his body, that he willingly sacrificed on the cross for us. Lord, we pray that you'll bless it and bless us as we partake of it. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So let's ask a blessing on the fruit of the vine. Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you again for your son and his sacrifice on our behalf. Lord, we thank you for his blood that he shed that washes away our sins. Lord, we pray that you'll be with us now as we partake of this fruit of the vine that represents that blood. Lord, we pray that we'll always focus on it and understand that its meaning. Lord, bless it and bless us as we partake of it. First in Jesus' name that we pray, amen. Another part that in the past we have always done at this point in time is to take up the offering. Uh, Ever since COVID, we have not passed around plates, but there are receptacles in the back that you can place your offering. Uh, At this time, we still like to ask the blessing on it, uh, as we know that it goes to further the church in this area and abroad and to sustain the activities of this congregation. If you will, bow with me as we ask the blessing. Father in heaven, Lord, again, we come before you thanking you for all that you have given to us. Lord, we thank you for this avenue we have to thank you and to give back a little of what you have given to us. Lord, we know you've blessed us so richly, both in material things, spiritual things, Lord, we know that we can never repay. Lord, we pray that you'll bless us as we give back to you, that we'll do so in a manner that is pleasing to you. Lord, again, we thank you for your son and all that he did for us. For through his name that we pray. Amen.
2: That's all. Please stand. We'll sing hymn number 156, For Christ and the Church. As at this time the young children may go to the children's Bible hour.
3: For Christ and the church, there are voices ring that us in the name of our Lord bless the King let us work with the will in the strength of you, and holy stand for the kingdom of
4: truth.
3: For Christ, our dear Redeemer, for us healed, wholly healed, through the gospel's power, and serve faithfully every day, every hour. For Christ, the dear Redeemer, for Christ, the crucified, for the church, his blood and purchased, the church, his whole for Christ and the church will make offerings, make their for the dear Master's sake. We will render the best we can bring to give the heart's wealth of love that will never come For Christ,
2: Invitation to him this morning, number 768, 768, while we pray and while we plead. Good
5: morning, church family. I know for some of us, it was a late night last night. Um, I think it, we ended up at a church building at uh, midnight and played a murder mystery game, and they didn't stop that until 3 in the morning. So, And then a lot of them had to find a place to sleep, and so hopefully my uh, lesson doesn't put you to sleep, guys and girls. (laughs) But it's a great uh, pleasure having you all here with us this morning. But I want you to imagine for a moment, I want you to imagine for a moment that you're driving down Route 7, And you see on the church building big neon lights that says healing service today. And you see those sign, that sign on the church building, and you're probably wondering, you know, what in the world are they talking about? Healing service. Then you come into the church building. And you see it on the PowerPoint behind you, healing service today. Well, you may say, you know, I've never been to a healing service before. And personally, I've never been to a healing service myself. But I've seen it many times on TV. And to be honest with you, I'm very skeptical and critical and hesitant when it comes to anything, when it comes to using the name Jesus. Jesus. Because I believe that God can handle that. I believe that God can take care of that. Because he's perfectly capable of taking care of his own business. And he doesn't need me to put on a robe to come up here and be the judge. But typically that's what you're accustomed to seeing when you go to a healing service. But let me get real honest with you for a second. And ask you a question. Who in this audience this morning doesn't need to be healed? Either you realize it or not. There's no one in this audience that doesn't need to be healed in some kind of way. Some of it may be physical. And that's kind of what you usually think of when you think of a healing service. You think of Jesus healing the blind. You think of Jesus healing the deaf. You think of Jesus healing the lame and even raising the dead. And sometimes you sit there and see people take advantage of that, that misunderstand that. But let me assure you that God can do anything, that God can do everything. There's no limit that what God could do during Jesus' time, and there's no limit on what God can do for us today. But there's more, a lot more, than just physical needs. What about relational? What about spiritual healing? Emotional healing? And that list could sit there and go on and on. But if I were to ask you this morning, what's going on in your life right now? and you look deep down inside of you, what needs to be healed? I mean, it may be something that you have to think about. It may be something that is so deep inside of you that you haven't thought of it for a while. Or maybe in your life you don't like to think about it. Maybe you'd much rather deny it. And you certainly don't want anybody else to know about it. So you pretend in your life that that issue, that problem, does not exist. I mean, there are so many situations in our life that we could say that were catastrophic. But then there are situations in our life that everybody knows about. I mean, there may be that relationship that, that just may be history. Now you sit there and say that relationship will never be healed. You know, it's kind of like a heart attack, it's kind of like a stroke, a divorce, an arrest, or something like that. But then there's situations that are so much more eternal, that are inside of us. And it's kind of like an infection or a fever. It's not obvious on the outside, but it's obvious on the inside. And you know it's there. But we continue on sweeping it under the rug. Maybe it's a relationship infection, or maybe it's an attitude infection. Or maybe it's a habit that's become an addiction. And it's just wearing you out. If this morning I could ask you to write down on a 3x5 index card. If you could write down this morning on what you needed to be healed. And what you needed to be healed in your life that was either physical or mental, emotional, whatever it may be. And you knew that Jesus was going to be here this morning and that he would be able to heal whatever issue that you had going on in your life, no matter what it was, because Jesus was never intimidated. He was never outwitted. He was never stumped. What would you put on that card? If you will open your Bibles to Mark chapter 5. This is a verse that Jackson read for us earlier. And I want to use four words. And these four words are designed in acrostic, and it's the words heal. And it should be easy for us to remember because we all need healing. We all need healing. And these four things we really need to remember, of course, there's a lot more things that we could remember. But in the Bible, it tells these stories of Jesus healing people, and you find these four things that Jesus talks about healing. Now, we also find out that it's not a one-size-fits-all. It's not a, a cookie-cutter situation. Jesus dealt with every healing in a unique way, in a, cer- in a certain way. But he was never stumped, he was never overwhelmed but I want to sit there and mention these four things this morning. These four things that Christ. One thing you notice about when Christ did these four things, He uses the same power that we use that we can still use today. Maybe we use them in a different way. But there are many things going in in and on in our lives that we definitely want him to heal. So Mark chapter 5, beginning in verse 21, Jackson read it earlier. Jesus crosses over by boat to the other side of the lake. And a large crowd gathered around him while he was there at the lake. And a synagogue ruler named Jairus comes up and he falls at Jesus' feet. Now, first thing, this is kind of the common denominator with almost everything and anything that you read that's related to God. And it's mentioned quite frequently. First thing you have to do, you have to humble yourself. In this case, he fell at his feet. I mean, who was this guy? I mean, he was a synagogue ruler, he was the president of a synagogue, he was a man of great pride, a man of great success, a man of great power, a man of great influence. So it was really significant that he went to Jesus. That he went to Jesus to ask for a favor. We see that he falls to his feet and he pleaded. There are some of us in this audience this morning that are too proud to admit that we have things going on in our own life that need to be healed. We're just too proud. We say, you know what, I can figure this out myself. I can work this situation out myself. It begins with us humbling ourselves. Now, we would... See that in a leper. We would see that in a leper falling to his feet. That wouldn't surprise us at all. I mean, sometimes they would say, you know, hey, you can't come, don't, don't come close to Jesus. But Jesus would go up to him and touch them and heal them. Or sometimes Jesus would heal them in a distance. He heal ten of them from a distance. And they came to him with a humble spirit. I mean, you would expect that out of a leper. You would expect that out of a blind man. You would expect that out of people dealing with those kinds of problems. But a synagogue ruler? Not only that, you keep on reading. He fell at his feet and he pleaded earnestly with him saying, My little daughter is dying. How awful would that be? Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. Now the second is God, i mean, sorry, not God, Gyrus came there expecting great expectations out of Jesus. He expected Jesus to do something. He's saying that, Jesus, I want you to get involved. He's saying, my daughter is sick. She's about to die. And I want her to live. Sometimes... I don't know about you, but sometimes when we pray, we kind of just go through the motions. We pray and say, you know what, this isn't going to really do any good. but I'm going to pray anyway. Because if God wants to handle this situation, he can handle it. He already knows what's going on in my life. But there's times that we really anticipate it. We we have confidence in that prayer. And another word for that is faith. Faith is where you really believe that God is going to do what he's promised to do. That God God is going to work in your life. That God will heal you. But also, he asked specifically, please come and lay your hands on her. There may be things going on in your life right now where you say, well, God knows what's going on in my life and he knows what to do with it. Who am I to sit there and tell God what to do? I don't need to bother him with this right now. But have you seriously prayed with faith and humility that God will get involved with your situation? Something that's just eating you up inside. That's weighing heavy on you. there's one more. Keep reading the story. Jesus went with him. The large crowd followed. And this is kind of where the story gets interrupted, where Jesus encounters a woman who's dealing with a blood issue. And we're not going to really read about that right now. That's another story and lesson for another time. But I want us to skip down to verse 35. While Jesus was still speaking to this woman... Some people came up to the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader, and said, hey, your daughter is dead. Hey, It's too late. Now, you might have been able to help her when she was still alive, but she's dead. Don't bother Jesus anymore. Don't bother to teach her anymore. And overhearing that Jesus says don't be afraid just believe so then he he and peter and james and john they go into the synagogue leader's house and they see a commotion going on where people crying and wailing loudly because the daughter was dead And he goes in and he says to them, the child is not dead, but asleep. Now, all those people who are crying and weeping, they start laughing at Jesus. They start laughing at him. And Jesus puts them all out. And he takes the child's mother and father and the disciples with him. And he went into where her child was and he took her by the hand and he says to the little girl, I say to you, get up. And immediately the little girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. And they were completely astonished by the situation. Now, there's one more thing I want us to pay attention to when it comes to praying for healing. is that we need to listen. And I realize that doesn't always happen. There are times when Jesus just healed people. For example, when they cut a hole in the roof and they laid down the paralyzed man at Jesus' feet... And Jesus says, take up your mat and go home. So he spoke, he listened, and he responded. How about the man with the shriveled hand? Jesus says, stretch out your hand. And he stretches out his hand. Or when he talked to the blind man, and he makes mud. And spit. And he puts it in the blind man's eyes. And he says, now go wash your, your eyes out in the pool of Solomon. But suppose that blind man said, you know, you're Jesus. I, I shouldn't have to go through all that. All you should say is just the word. And I should be healed. I shouldn't have to go through all that motion." See, because sometimes we think that we haven't figured out ourselves. We think that he'll just do it. But I've got to go to counseling. I've got to make a change on the way I deal with certain situations in my life. And how they're going to work in my life. Maybe God's trying to make us pay attention on what he says. And there's a process of healing that begins. Because in this case, he tells the little girl, get up. And guess what? She gets up. I want you to notice one more passage before we close this morning. And it's in Second Chronicles chapter seven. Second Chronicles chapter seven. I know we're all concerned right now with the government right now talking about shutting us down again. It bothers me. It stresses me out. It's scary times that we're dealing with, and it's concerning. But in verse 13, God is speaking to Solomon as he's building the temple of Jerusalem and as the temple's being dedicated to God. It reads, if I shut up the heavens so that there's no more rain or command of the locusts devour the land or send pestilence among my people. What he's saying here is that if the situation in Jerusalem becomes so bad that I have to bring judgment, let me tell you there are people who believe that this situation is the end times, that God's about to bring judgment. You know, that same predicament, that same statement, the same situation our government has been going through with the talks is not a new phenomenon. It's been going on for years. It's not a political statement, it's just a fact. And there's always going to be a critical time in our nation. Always. We can't go back and say, you know, it was so much better in the 50s. It was so much better in the 60s. It was so much better in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. We can't go back in history because back then they had the same problems, the same challenges. But just imagine for a moment that God is displeased with America. He says, you know, the government shutdown isn't going to solve our problems. But it says in 2 Chron- Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14 says, if my people who are called by my name. It doesn't say who are not called by my name. It says who are called by my name. And those people should be us. Should be you. Humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Now this is the part we don't want to hear. This is the part that we would much rather ignore in this verse. He says, and turn from their wicked ways. You see, because we want everybody else to turn from their wicked ways. But we don't want to admit when there's something going on in our own lives that needs to be changed. There's something on, that's going on in my life that needs to be healed. There's something going on in my life that needs to be dealt with. And it says, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, now listen to what he says here. Then I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sins and heal their land. God cares. God cares about the people who are living in His house. We are the salt of the earth, we are the light of the world. He's looking for people who don't sweep their problems and their situations under the rug. So it's a low-grade fever. You can work through this. You can get by. There's going to be better days. We need to deal with it. Humble yourself. Expect God to make that difference. Ask God for help. And then really listen to what he says. In this case, he says if you're praying for healing of the land, there are things you need to do. He's saying that there are things you need to listen to, things that I'm telling you. Maybe there needs to be a relationship that needs to be resolved. Maybe there's some guilt that needs to be dealt with. There's a problem that needs to be faced with and addressed. Pay attention to what God says. And then say, how can God deal with that? In Matthew chapter 5, in the Sermon on the Mount, it talks about where if you go to worship... Then all of a sudden, you remember that there's someone that you have something against. And that relationship is broken. Maybe it's a coworker, Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's someone that this happened five years ago. Or maybe longer. Maybe it's someone that you live with. But he says, you know what you need to do? You need to first go reconcile that relationship. Do as much as you can do. Then give the rest of it to God. Make things right. You know... Healing is not something that God comes in and he waves a magic wand. Then all of a sudden, everybody's healed and everybody's happy. Healing is when we say, okay, God, what do I need to do? Just like when a doctor says, you know what, we need to put you on a treatment plan. Here's what we need to do in order for you to get well. And that treatment, may, that treatment plan may be some medication, maybe some dieting, but some, some changes need to be made in your life. That God says if you want to be healed, you have to humble yourself. Expect God to work. Ask God to work. And listen to what he says. Because guess what? Then every day could be a healing service. Now maybe there's situations going on in your life this morning that are troubling you that are just weighing you down in your life. Only God can heal that. Prayer does an amazing thing. It does an amazing thing. Have faith in it. Have faith in the congregation. Have faith in the elders that we pray for you. If you have a situation in your life and you need prayers to the congregation, we'd be more than happy to pray for you. Or maybe you haven't been baptized. In order for you to have eternal life, that's the first step. You have to be baptized. Maybe that's something you're thinking about. And maybe you're not very sure. we are more than happy to study with you. Stick around, talk to me, talk to one of the elders, talk with your mom and dad about it, grandparent, but talk to a member of the church on what it means to be baptized. Make that decision because we want to make heaven crowded. We want everybody to go to heaven. That's what we're commanded to do, to reach out and save the lost and baptize them in the Father's name. Maybe that's the decision you want to make today. The only person holding you back is yourself. Why don't you make that decision now as we stand and sing.
3: While we pray and while we pray, while you. Father, God, to
6: A few announcements to go with this morning before dismissed. Next Sunday will be our third Sunday sing. Pick your favorite hymn and write the title and the page number on the easel in the foyer. The August Young and Heart devotional and lunch out is scheduled for August 17th. See the foyer board for details and sign up. Weishan Preschool has their apple tree up with items needed for the coming school year. It's located on the door leading into the foyer area. Take time to pick up an apple and supply that item. Also remember our college students will be leaving soon for another year in school. Remember them in your prayers, as well as our youth and teachers as school begins. Also, I have a thank you card Um it says a big thank you for the church family for the graduation party you had for all of us graduates. Just wanted to say thank you to everyone who sent me cards, money, gifts. It really has meant a lot as I start my new journey at Moorhead State on Friday. Please keep me in your prayers, Haley Lester. On the prayer list, uh, remember Alan Payne, he was taken to Cabell-Huntington on Thursday with severe pain, uh, possible pancreatitis. Keep Alan, Lee and the family in your prayers. Is there any update? He's still there. He's still in pain. Still suffering a little bit? Okay. Keep Alan in your prayers. Uh, Norma Dennison had an MRI on Monday. Keep her in your prayers. Kelly Williams has been diagnosed with breast cancer, further MRI is scheduled and treatment options will be discussed. Steve and Peggy Rose's grandson, Jaden, is now home after surgery in Columbus for an abscess related to his Crohn's disease. Uh, Amber Payne has asked for prayers for her cousin, Christine Nelson, who has COVID, and placed on a ventilator. Um, And Friday Simpson's friend is now home after suffering a stroke and recovering from COVID. His daughter's taking care of him. Uh, Continue to keep Kristen, Rusty, Hank, Randy Ash, Steve Ware, Dennis Haney, Tracy Hamrick, and others battling cancer in your prayers at this time. Is there any other announcements to be made? If not, we have a closing song and a closing word of prayer.
2: Let's please stand again. We'll sing hymn number 860, He is My Everything. He is my everything. After that, Brother Greg Sullivan will have our prayer. He is my everything, he is my all.
3: He, he is, is my, my
4: everything, everything, but greatest all. He he is is my spiritual
3: He gave his life.
7: Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we come to you this morning, Father, just thinking of this opportunity that you have blessed us with to come here and worship you. Father, we pray everything done here this morning was pleasing in your sight. Father, we are uh, thankful for the ones that are visiting with us. Father, I pray that um, they want to be back with us soon. Father, we're mindful of the ones that are sick, shut in, Father. Uh, Father, just pray with the doctors, uh, be with the doctors and the nurses attending to them, Father. Just pray that they can return to a normal portion of health. Father, uh, thank you for Chris and Dave and, and their families and, and the work that they all do here, Father. Um, thank you for the lesson that Dave presented to us this morning. Father, it is true that we all need some sort of healing in our lives, Father, and just pray that we can always be humble. and. Father, we can just ask you for that guidance, the strength, that healing that you can only give us. Father, just thank you for everything you do for us. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for our sins. And forgive us of everything that we have done wrong. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
2: Good luck to you too.